G'day, and welcome to another episode of Women's Baseball, The Inside Pitch. Today, another episode in the One Cup Wonders series takes us back to 2012 and to Edmonton in Canada to chat with New South Wales pitcher, Stacey Sackis. From a 15-year-old rookie on the New South Wales gold medal winning national team in 2003, Stacey would make her debut in the Australian team in 2012 but not as a middle infielder as she started out, as a pitcher. So how did she become a pitcher? How did she make the Australian team? Well, let's hear from Stace. Okay, we're here at another episode of Women's Baseball, The Inside Pitch. We're into episode five, which is, uh, well, technically six, because Kathy Welsh took a lot of time up for two parts of 2010. But we're here, 2012. We're actually heading back to Edmonton for the fifth World Cup, and we're here with Stacey Campbell, although yes. Stacey Sagas. <laughs> Stacey, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Now, where are you in the world? I'm in Melbourne. Where are you? I'm in the Central Coast in Sydney, New South Wales. Ah, Central Coast. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, um, it's Sydney. <laughs> it depends on what you, in lockdown, I think it jumped from one to the other. <laughs> with you're the selling your it's a Sydney postcode. Yeah. <laughs> um, and how, I know we've had a bit of a gas bag beforehand, um, for both you and I, baseball's usually in most of our days. Has um, baseball been in your day today? It's just a, what are we, it's just a Monday today? Yeah, actually not today, other than the normal Instagram, social media, <laughs> all your MLB highlight reels and everything yep. like that, um, that we yep. get sent to, send back and forwards to each other. But otherwise, no, not today, but a full weekend of it, so... <laughs> Yeah, no. He, uh, before we day. go any before we go any further, who you follow in the MLB? You're not going to like this. The I was about to, <laughs> oh no, I was about to say I'm going to press stop. No, if you're Yankees, you're fine. <laughs> if you're Mets, the recording would have stopped. I was going to say, and my husband's a, a Braves, so I have to admit, oh, okay. I, I loved watching them win the World Series. It was Freddie Freeman, yeah. massive fan of Freddie Freeman. So. Uh, I'm still, I'm still a fan. Even though he's wearing Dodger blue, I can still yeah. watch him. I can still watch him hit any day. So, um, yep. <laughs> yeah. So let's. Let's go right back, and we're we're all struggling with memory, and we're trying to write down stats and dates and merge our history into uh, into something memorable. Um, <laughs> t- tell me about how you started playing. How, um, so, where were you, and why? I was actually a softballer to start with. I think most of us came from that background. So my dad was a baseballer all his life, um, and growing up, we wanted to play what dad plays. Um, but back then there wasn't the women's league or the women's channels. So um, we didn't want to be pushed into that position of just outfield or left out sort of thing. So we went the softball mm-hmm. route until women's baseball came about. I think there was a, we got a phone call actually from one of our friends, which was a softballer. Um, and we found out that there was a women's baseball league starting up of a Monday night. Um, and I have to admit, it was actually really good the way they did it back in the day. They got everyone from the state team at the time. So I think it was back in probably 2001, I'm talking now. Um, and they got all the girls from the state teams and they divided them up into four colours. So there was a green, a yellow, blue and red. And then any new player that came along then got divided out towards them four teams to make it a competitive and yeah. to start off the league. Um, on, it yep. was a Monday night. So <laughs> um, down at Four Race Street. And yeah, it was from there that I, I guess I went to shortstop to take my first game of baseball. And I remember I've already had an at bat and got a hit and I'd already made a couple of plays in the field. And next minute the game gets called time and this guy's running out towards me and says, you can't play. I'm like, but why? (laughs) And it was actually Sean Smith at this time. And he, um, he told me that I'm only 13 and you have to be 14 to play women's baseball. So I had to wait a year. (laughs) So Sean, Sean obviously coached the Australian team a couple of times at 2006 World Cup as well. Um, so you were 13. So you were. Oh, did the team lose the game? Unregistered. Play. Oh, I, can't, I don't think so because it was, it was just more like a come and try kind of thing as well. So it was yep. it was more just no, you can't play. So I remember having a big celebration for my 14th birthday. Everyone came round because it meant I could finally. <laughs> I could finally play baseball. So now you are one of, and we'll talk about it soon. But you're one of like this, the sisters in New South Wales baseball. Um, there's just no shortage of awesome sisters. Now you <laughs> started playing with your sister Sam. Yes. So um, Sammy was a softball pitcher back in the day, and I was a softball catcher. And then it was just like we got to baseball and we did the switch. She became a <laughs> catcher, and I decided to give pitching a try, and it was just. 
she she owned that position though. She was yeah, she was really good. I can't even still to this day. I dragged her out of retirement and she played first base. Can't catch anymore because of her knees, but first base and she was just a hoover. Picked up everything. Yep. Still got a really smooth glove and no, I remember. yeah. So 2001 or so you start playing and then um, 2002 you were just that little bit too young at nationals. Um, yeah. Gold Coast that nationals. Was in that was mine. Yeah. Yeah. That was my first. <laughs> First national. So 2003 comes along. Um, we go to Perth, so we're hitting the other side. And you're selected as a 15-year-old? Is that correct? In yes. That, yeah. What, what is one of the best teams that ever put on the park? Like that New, that New South Wales team that beat Victoria, first ever team to win a nationals other than Victoria. And it is like – it was just lit- – can you just tell me about that team? Yeah. Um, I remember his training out of Old Auburn Stadium at the time. So, like, that's a big, I guess, it used to be the baseball facility back in the day um, out at Guildford Way. And, yeah, I remember training out on the backfields and doing trials, and it was when there was an abundance of, like, women's baseball. So it was really, it was a tough year to to get selected. And Mm. I I honestly didn't think I was going to get there that year. Sammy had made it the year before in the 2002 team. So I was hoping I didn't want to go away and watch another nationals (laughs) after watching (laughs) the first one. Um, I wanted to be part of it. But like you said, that year, that team was just with Sue Fairhurst, Katie Gaynor, Kerry Sheehan. Um, I remember sitting on the bench with Lauren Vella, Mm. Sammy, myself, like we were all the, the babies that, had just basically yeah when we got our opportunity we tried to take it so yeah and you would have people like Renee Stramides um you always had Kelly Gunn and Megan Vidler pitchers but you had in the field but these are players that have gone on to play world cups or played for Australia or just obviously the the names what like how as a 15 year old tell me about what that was like learning from no I remember like definitely working up the middle with um Renee Stramides and Narelle Gostray because I was doing both so I would jump from side to side and getting to work with both of them was really good and the way that they taught me how they play the ba- how they play baseball and I remember Gossie telling me like ball 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 throw 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 like that's what she would <laughs> repeat to me like just remember ball first then throw so ball 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 make sure it's in your glove then you're going to throw and I remember the last play of the game in that gold medal game was a ground border second base because it was a ground border Gossie and she comes up to me after the game and she goes, Stace, forget everything I told you. It is F word. F, 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 To make the final out because like that pressure to finally beat Victoria and and the hype and being an ex-Victorian herself. Yes, of course she was. Yeah. Hey, that was, I would just like to alert the listeners right now that that game, you guys won, it's not like it was, bottom of the ninth tying run on second base taking a ground but you guys 10 run this in five yeah, minutes was, i guess it's still that like the game's not over until it's over right exactly right first ever nationals won by other state other than victoria it was i was on the field and i yeah. remember it and it was I, I, now i look at it and i go amazing moment at the time it's just like it was my first nationals <laughs> for victoria so i'm like what but, and Alara, um, and Sean Smith was the other one. He kept saying, "There's no crying in baseball. There's no crying in baseball." Like it was just the he'd say it all the time. Yeah. And then when we finally did win that year, he started crying, and he's like, "I take it back." <laughs> and this is the only the only acceptable time. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that that's fair. But yeah, so look look at you. You walk into your first nationals, 15 years old. You win. You're part of that absolute ridiculous team um and then you, you make the switch over to country new south wales and yourself and um your sister sammy and it starts that legacy of just so many good sisters like you had you and um obviously yourself and, and sam and then obviously kim mcmillan and tammy mcmillan and later on as we still now we see elodia sullivan and claro sullivan all these country new south wales sisters yeah what's going on what's going on there <laughs> who knows but all i know is that oh the training sessions that we used to have and the camaraderie that country had, it was, I'm not going to lie, that's what I miss the most. I miss those training weekends. I miss the girls. I miss the going out for dinner. It was like, it was never enough just to have the baseball. It was it was like the pregame. <laughs> then there was the baseball. Yeah. Then there was the dinner and <laughs> all the the stuff that went with it. Like, um, I'm still very close with a lot of those girls, um, like for my wedding. I had five bridesmaids and they were all all baseballers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So five. five. Well, yep, Sam and I. <laughs> Sam and I had six between us, and yep. well, one was a, a male. So Dom, he was baseball. Yet every one of them was baseball except for my sister. <laughs> yeah I know what it's like <laughs> yeah and I was gonna say it just it just runs in the family right dad was a baseballer my sister married a baseballer who ended up being our coach <laughs> um I ended up marrying a baseballer so it just ended up yeah baseball's in the family I guess you can't you can't, can't watch it take out. it away that's it and you know what I wouldn't have it any other any other way I think yep. baseball is it's very rare that you meet a bad one Yes. It's like, yeah, it's a, it's a family of its own, and it's a very small community, but it's a community that I'm having to say that I I've, I'd love to be part of, and yep. I hope my girls end up being part of it. To be honest, so we'll see. <laughs> well, before we get on a little bit more about country New South Wales, and actually after 2003 nationals, you you didn't play 2004 nationals, which were actually in Tamworth. So no, yeah, I went, actually tell me about um, why you yeah why why you missed them. So I had an opportunity with Playball Academy at the time. Um, Craig Stoves, uh, one of the coaches, um, was talking to a couple of the boys at training. I used to train with the Auburn Orioles State League Baseball Club. Um, and I remember him telling the boys about traveling. I'm like, how come you guys get to do all the fun stuff? He's like, Stace, I'd take you in a heartbeat. If you want to go, I would love to have you. And I was like, I'm going. So I, <laughs> I said to mum and dad, like, can I go? This is a great opportunity. The Florida Marlins just won the World Series, I think it was in 2003. Um, and we got to go over to their training facility in Florida, um, got to train with their scouts, got to play against wow. some high school teams. Um, yeah, got to meet a bunch of guys like there was the likes of Mitch Denning, yep. um, Jared Ecott, Dan Smith. Um, like a lot of these guys went on to sign contracts and also a local Central Coast guys as well. <laughs> were, you um, the only, were you the only girl, like the only female? Yes, I was. So um, a couple of the boys thought it would be pretty funny to tell the other guys that I was there for the cheerleading. And some of them actually believed it. And I'm like, have a look around. I'm the only girl here. There's no other cheerleaders. No, I'm here for baseball. (laughs) Uh, But no, it was uh, was a really good experience. I remember getting to pitch and I think I only threw nine pitches for three, three outs, like and they said oh yes it was it was exactly that they because they're like oh you get like to get through everyone and so everyone could have some pitching time everyone got to pitch an inning so I remember going out and pitching my inning and I'm like they're like oh you're done you threw nine and I was like do I get another inning and they're like no we've got to get through the rest of the guys so yeah went over through nine pitches in the game and and was so cool yeah so is that when is that when you started sort of, um, I know you said you did some pitching, but you were, you were doing sort of middle infield as well. Is that when you sort of really started to do more, I guess over the next decade or so before that strain team, which we'll get into, did you start focusing more on pitching or did you still keep doing the middle infield? No, I, even still to this day, I don't actually consider myself a pitcher. I'm, a, <laughs> I'm an infielder. <laughs> I've always thought myself as an infielder, but I could throw. So it was yeah. just a matter of, even to this day, I, if I had the choice between pitching and infield, give me shortstop or or second or even third. Like, just let me play because yep. to me, you don't get as much game time when you pitch. <laughs> yeah. I want I want it all. I want to field. I want to hit. I want to be part of it. <laughs> so, like, yes, you get that with pitching, but then eventually it stops, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah always... I hear that. <laughs> well, you – have uh, obviously a very long career for country New South Wales. I look at 2011 and that era, like leading into the nationals selection for you, that New South country, New South Wales team, like you should have beaten us in 2011 nationals in that semifinal. Um, Tell me about that time sort of leading into that Australian selection and I guess getting better. And did you, you were in the mix, you were in the squad. How did your career start to sort of come to the top then? I think it was actually 2007, um, the year that we were in WA um yep the announcers and everyone was calling us the baby blues and we just had a coaching change um we had shane barclay take over our new south wales country team as coaching um and i was playing pivot at the time kimmy mcmillan was playing third base and we had another two girls oh no yeah kimmy was at third um and we had another girl at shortstop and and second and the the coach at the time went this isn't working. We need to change it all up. So he actually went, Stace, I need you to take some grambles at short, uh, some grambles at third, sorry. Kimmy to shortstop. And then my friend Cash sharing to second base. And 
he moved us all around um, and we started training in them positions. We started feeling more comfortable and he said, I think this is a better fit. Like, I think this, this works for us and this is the way we're going to go. And that's kind of where I ended up staying um, for the rest of the time was at third base. And that was the year I think I was I actually hit really well that nationals. I, I think I took out the batting for, for country um, and we'll call the baby blues. And we had all the sisters in the team and we had, yeah, I think there was like three sets of sisters and two people that happened to have the same last name. So. Cause you would have had yeah, Kim, and, Kim and Tammy McMillan and yep. they've both played world cup for Australia and you would have had the fellow sisters as well. Yep. Romy. Yeah, um, and Julia. Julia, um, myself and Sammy. And then we had um, Taylor, Robin Taylor and Gabe Taylor. So they weren't related, but they were both Taylors. So <laughs> we'll just, just add the, had another set in the lineup. So <laughs> everyone kept saying like, it was like they had to write the first names for everything because there was just so many doubles up in that team. But <laughs> that's where I kind of made my first kind of everything just clicked that year. Like my hitting was good. My fielding was solid. Um, that year I actually got selected for the squad. And yep. we did a training camp down in Melbourne. Yep, we did. I remember did, going yeah. to that training camp, yeah, down in Melbourne. I remember working with Shay on positioning, like, with tags and stuff and using the base for deep, like, to defend your legs and, and things like that. So that was my first taste, I guess, of yeah. being close to that Australian team. So, like, Sammy and Kimmy had made it, made the squad a couple of years before that and were always on the fringe. But that was, I think, my first time in the mix. Yeah, and it's hard. I think your story is similar, I guess, to mine. When I first started playing 2002 Provincials, I was the shortstop at the Nationals and then I made the Australian squad and all I wanted to do was play shortstop for Australia. I was like, you, it's like shortstop, man. <laughs> yeah. It's like, look at everyone that plays shortstop. And they went, you're never going to get there. People, Renee, Shay, everyone ahead of you is younger, you're quick, go to the outfield. And I'm like, fuck, oh, no. I hate it. And I went out there and I'm like, I love the outfield. And I was there for 12 years. <laughs> And it's kind of like, yeah, when you have people like Renee and Shay and then like Lauren Vella came in and then you got someone like Nat and, and it's kind of like, it was kind of, it was very hard to make a middle infield for the Australian team. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's a lot of a lot of talent there. There's still a lot of talent there. So um, it was just one of those things where I just, I just wanted to play. So I was happy anywhere. So third yep. base kind of became my spot at yep. country. Um, and yeah, I've, I even played there not that long ago, but. Now that I'm playing just local ball, I'm like, shortstop. <laughs> the guy goes, where do you play? I'm like, shortstop. <laughs> so, yep. I've been playing yep. a lot of shortstop lately, but it's just, yeah, just for fun and local now. But still, yep. I just, there's just something about it. Like I've always been one for, I've always loved training. Even yes. like more, I guess more than games. I know that sounds really odd and weird, but in a game you no, might get one or two it. ground balls, but at training, I can get 50 ground balls or 100 ground balls. Like, I can mm. get as many as I want. Um, and being able to work on your game there and work on the different flick passes and your different feeds and and having that fun to just kind of try new things. Yeah. Um, I have to admit, I always, even still, I, that's my little happy place. Just take me yep. for a bucket of ground balls and <laughs> let me yeah. take my ground balls and I'm happy. So, yeah, no, so, you're yeah, right. That's, because you can work on, yeah, you can work on your backhand, your forehand, your plays up the middle, and, and you can train for every single play in baseball. And I love that that uh, real regimented thing of it, but the, the, the fun of training. But, yeah, so you're playing a lot of third base, obviously, sisters galore, and then we hit 2011 and 12 and Australian team. Again, yes. you've, you've been around the mark, hitting and in the field. Tell me how the pitching side came along because 2012 comes and you get the call up as a pitcher for the 2012 World Cup. Yeah, so I guess that Nationals, um, we were talking before about it, that Nationals, that lead-up, um, I remember having an outing where I actually got the yips um, before the game. So um, I guess those that are listening, if they don't know what the yips are, it's where you all of a sudden just put so much pressure on yourself, your body tightens up, and it feels like you've got no control of something that you do all the time. Like it's mm. your pitching action is such a natural action. You do it enough, but all of a sudden you just get so worked up within like that pressure and that anxiety that you can't control where the ball's going. So um, I always get told I'm a bit of a pessimist because whenever anyone asks, that's like the memory that sticks out for me is that nationals and not being able to hit the catcher and throwing, I think it was it was against Victoria Provincial. Um, and I remember hitting Puppy. Oh. Paula in the first pitch of the game yeah Paula and I was just like oh my goodness and then I hit the back net that hard on the full she ended up getting a pass ball 
and she tried to make a play at home like because I'd hit the back net quite a lot um, and we got our first out at home plate without throwing a strike and I was just like how has that happened like how, how do you even fathom the fact that we got an out without throwing a strike so it was one of them freak things and I ended up having to pitch through it we ended up going on to win that game even with my yips so it was um it was something that obviously no one talks about it's that voodoo that yep. you don't want to talk about but it's stuff that I think a lot of females or not just females in general I've actually seen one of the local guys get it and I just got that sinking feeling because I know what that feeling's like and having to distract yourself and just realize that you know what you can do it yep. you do it all the time let your body do what you've trained for and it was just a matter of throwing through that. And I think I ended up coming back to pitch against Victoria. And I actually pitched a really good game. All my pitches were on. I was hitting spots. Um, and it was just like one of them games where everything fell into place. And yep. I couldn't do any wrong on the mound. I just I just felt that rhythm and I felt comfortable. Um, and I, to be honest, I kind of thought my Aussie dream and chase was over. I thought I'd missed my, my window. Because you would, you would have been about 20... 24. Yeah, so I think Yeah, so I think it was like I'd, I thought I'd missed that window and I had that outing and obviously it was enough to... I'll never forget it. They named the squad after the, the Nationals on the field. So you actually got to walk out on the field. Yep. And I heard my name and I was like, no, that's not right. And I remember standing there and someone's like, no, stay, go, like, go out. And I, I all of a sudden got overwhelmed with emotions. I felt guilty because I felt like I didn't deserve it because there was other younger girls there that were starting to come through and trying their push for the Australian time, like the Australian team, sorry, um, that I felt overwhelmed. And I just, I remember bursting into tears because like I didn't think it was going to happen anymore. Yeah. Um, so that was just as a squad. I got picked up as a shadow player. So it was from there I went, okay, well, it's not the team, but it's, I'm in the mix. So yep. we did a lot of um, training at Hills Indoor Sports that year. Um, so obviously Johnny was the coach and I just remember going to every training session. I remember working really hard. I remember I didn't miss one because I was like, if I want an opportunity, I've got to be yep. at this. So, um, the girls were all preparing, but I kind of still felt like I was on that bit of an outer cause I wasn't necessarily in the team. Yep. I was the shadow. Like I was not expecting to go away. And then all of a sudden Johnny gave me a call one night and said, Stace, um, We've had someone pull out. Um, I'd really like to take you. I've seen how hard you've been working um, and I want to take you away. And I was just like, oh, my God, this is happening. I'm, I'm actually going. So um, then it was the rush around and I actually work in football. So um, I was running the men's Premier League one and two competition for New South Wales. So, um, Did you just say, was, hey, sorry, you just have to have a, like a mid-season break. No games for the next three weeks. Well, it wasn't actually mid-season. It was leading into our, our final series. So it was our busiest period at work. And there I am, like I told my boss, and I guess being a sporting organisation, they're like, Stace, it's a great opportunity. Like, how could we say no? So um, with my boss's support, I was like, let's do this. And finally got to go away and... Yeah, that leads us into, I guess, the Australian World Cup, getting to have my first taste of, yeah, worlds representing yeah, Australia. Look, and going back to the Yips, um, you, you, you yourself are a Yankees fan, so you should know Chuck Knobloch from, um, so <laughs> see, you should, so, okay, here we go. I'm going to have to Google. <laughs> this is Lessons, this is Lessons with Amy, episode one, <laughs> Chuck Knobloch, search Chuck Knobloch, second base Yankees Yips. He's like one of the most famous cases of the yips. He could, he'd get, feel the ball at second base, go to throw it at first base, and then throw it into row twelve. So he had the, <laughs> he, had, he had the worst yips ever. So um, I have no doubt Johnny's seen what happened to you at nationals, but importantly, seen the way you came out of it at the same nationals, and that's something you could transfer to a World Cup. Like to do that kind of change yourself is huge. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not going to lie. I still sometimes get them emotions, but I've gotten better with, obviously, with age, handling it better. Hmm. Um, but understanding that you can do it, like your body can do it. You yeah. are, you've been training for it. It's nothing different from anything else that you've already done. It's yeah. just more of a get out of your headspace. So it's, <laughs> to me, it's like I sing a lot. <laughs> That's my go-to. It's just like 
sing a song. So <laughs> any song you can think of. I think a lot of the time when I in that Victoria game, it was against Victoria, it was like whatever was playing at the time in the warm ups was oh, a song yeah. that I just kept singing for that inning. <laughs> it was like <laughs> next song. <laughs> but yeah, it was something that obviously it it is hard to get over and it is yeah. hard but I think the more you think about it, the worse it gets. You need to get mm. out of your head and just what I do now, I go to a, a net with no one there and I just peg 10 balls or however many I need at a net. So my body then takes over the muscle memory, right? And I feel that connection again and feel it all click in a place and go, I can do this. Yep. So to me, it's just, you know what? No one else around, you in the net, peg it at the net. doesn't matter if you hit it in the top corner. It doesn't matter if you throw it in the floor. Yep. Just throw it and then my body gets used to it and then my head goes, you can do this. Yep. So yeah, that was something that I had to overcome, I guess, and then go away to Worlds overcoming mm. that. And it was something that you didn't want to talk about because you don't want people to know that you're struggling with something like that. Mm. Um, but it is that... something that I think a lot of athletes do struggle with, but it was just not talked about. Yeah, and I think for us, I guess over the first 10, I mean, at least the first my entire career for six World Cups, we didn't really have the services. Like we had the coaches and they did a great job, but we didn't have that ex that extra service. Like it took us to 2010 to get a physio and it was kind of like that mental side of it. No, I know I struggled a lot with that mental controlling my I guess my anger on a field and, and things like that and we all we all battled with the different mental side of whether it was yourself with the yips or me with like I was very angry when I got out or struck out or yeah. things like that and there's, there's different things we all all of us battled and I and you were saying you as you get older man if I could go back now old Amy and tell Amy young Amy a few things but that's not how life works yeah that's um, exactly right <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's yeah hindsight's it's, a wonderful thing <laughs> it is always 2020 but yeah look we go to the world cup so it's 2012 we're back in Canada so it's the site of the first world cup from 2004 yep. um we picked 20 again so we've got seven deputants from this we've obviously taken the silver medal in Venezuela and we're thinking this is rock on we're just going to keep on rolling through to 2012 but we we lose seven people and seven deputants obviously um yourself uh aaron collins steph gainer Brittany hepburn another country product um maddie leonard and laura mcgrath and amanda torrington so they're all the rookies um and aaron collins and amanda torrington with yourself were the three one world cup wonders um yep. and disclosure amanda torrington is still playing so i'm not saying she's not Going yeah. to not play another World Cup at the recording date of this episode. She is, yep, um, has played one cup. So, yeah, the remainder of the team, uh, Justina Barclay, Bronwyn Gell, Christina Krepold, Minnie Latimer, another country person, uh, Tani Lovering, Kim McMillan, Laura Needs, Taylor Welsh, and Tal Talia Wellington um, this time. And myself, Shay, Katie, and Sam were all at our fifth World Cup, which was pretty cool. Um so, yeah, that was that was the team. So, what do you remember from the the team? Like looking around. I mean, I look at the lineup net there, and I'm just like, far out. There's some good people in there. What were you like as a rookie? Yeah, um, like I said, it was that <laughs> that feeling, I guess, of coming into it, right, and seeing the players that I've always been like, especially like you said, the five of you that were playing your fifth World Cup. Like I remember all you guys at my first nationals when I was fourteen, fifteen, and now you got to think about it, it's ten years later. And he's still there, still killing it and having to all of a sudden come into this side and I guess try and understand my position in the team. Um, yep. Like I said to you before, I didn't consider myself a pitcher. I always considered myself an infielder first, a pitcher second. So to go from doing it all at training to then going into the Australian side where I was a pitcher that didn't get to hit. <laughs> I um, remember shagging and spending a lot of time in the outfield. <laughs> And I'm just like, I feel for every pitcher. I really miss. Hey, you feel for I all the hitting. outfielders. You feel for all the outfielders that get stuck with all your pitchers shagging and taking my fly balls. No, I loved you out there. <laughs> but I also remember I actually got food poisoning in the lead up. Um, and it was while we were training before the before Worlds had actually happened. So yeah. I had a bit of a, a bit of a shaky World Cup, to be honest. Um, yeah, I got food poisoning. And I was, it rode me off for a couple of days. And then I remember I actually got drug tested too at Worlds. <laughs> and they actually, they ask you what you've taken. And like, usually you don't take anything, but because I had, I'd been so sick 
with the food poisoning, I was like having to list all the stuff I'd taken oh, for the food no. poisoning. And the drug, the drug, like, testers are looking at me going, you've took all that. And I'm like, not usually. It's just they're, something. That's... They're pressing buttons under their desk. They're getting extra security and they're going, we've got one here. <laughs> and it was just like one of them. But I also remember that World Cup, poor, um, I think we had like majority pitches. So yes. I'm pretty sure we only had nine field or 10 field players. I think that was it. And the rest were pitches. Yep. And Lulu got injured. She'd done a knee. She did a knee, like the first, second inning of the first game or something. Yeah. And yes. as we all know, Lulu, she is rubber arm Lulu. She can play anywhere and like, you could pretty much probably play her anywhere. But yeah, she was, she was going to be one of the middle infielders. Yep. So, um, poor Lulu got injured. And I remember, um, Johnny said, okay, well, you had a lot of like pitches there that I guess also did do field positions. So it was like, I remember as, as pitchers got to have a hit and I was so excited because I didn't even take a bat away. Like usually <laughs> like, I didn't even have a bat and I'm, I'm like, we finally get to having a bat. This is awesome. So I remember saying, like asking Kimmy McMillan if I could borrow a bat. And I remember Stan being very cheeky actually. Oh, and Sam Hamilton being yeah, cheeky? I know. Surely not. And calling all of the outfielders in on the pitchers round. She's like, everyone, move in, move in. Go on, see if you can hit it over our heads. And I remember just like stirring all of us pitchers. And I was just like, challenge accepted. I'm like, what? I'm not going to let this this fly. Like, we've got to got to do this. So I kind of Victorian. Yeah. So I kind of went up there and was like. I can do this. And I just, I remember hitting the ball actually really well, had a really good round. And Johnny came up to me after that and went, okay, Stace, you're going to have to hit every, like, I want you to take BP every time now. And I'm like, yes, I finally get to hit. I've come away as a pitcher and all I want to do is hit. It's it's actually, you know what? It's actually when we do the pregame and get in there and you have your hit and you hit your batting order and then it's the bench plays. And it was always this every day, you'd always look around and you'd wait, you'd look at the coach and you'd, and they'd go, Okay, pitches hit, and the pitches would just be like sprinting in, and all of us like, oh god, here they go. And then you got you right, you guys like I reckon one of the best players to ever watch take BP was Barky because yeah. Barky not only could rake, but good lord, Barky was like Mindy. They could play a mean center field. I was always glad yeah. that Barky and Mindy were pitchers because I reckon they would have taken my spot in center. <laughs> But, like, yeah, watching the pitchers hit and all get to hit and just that shit talking and stuff, that's one of my favourite memories from World Cups. Yeah. So much so gonna... much fun. Yeah. But, no, it was a bit of a – I guess then we – I remember getting our hats too. Like, we um, – yep. I remember being we, – we stayed in dorms at Edmonton. We did. And we were all in the common area. And I remember us all sitting down and a current player or a veteran um, gave the rookies our hats. Yes. And I remember Sam gave me my hat. So Sam was the one to give me my, oh, my first that's my nice. Australian cat. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's <laughs> yeah. She's, yeah, she's a shit, shit stirrer, but one of the best that's ever played the game. So you, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, well, before we get into the games, a um, few questions. Um, what was your nickname and why? I don't think I actually had one. I think it was just Stace. I never... Boo. I know. I know, boring. <laughs> I actually said this before. I'm like... It's it's not normal. <laughs> what was your playing number at that World Cup? Do you? Because I don't think we we didn't get to choose. We got playing top sizes then, didn't we? No, we got the men's baggy pants and the women's cut tops. That you every time you tuck into your pants, it would pop out the side every time you threw a ball. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yep. So yeah, I made my first World Cup and don't have a jersey, don't have anything other than the t-shirts, jumper, and hat. So, like we said, it was just. It was a different thing back then, right? Women's yep. baseball didn't have the funding to support us. Um, and we paid to go. Yeah, yep, definitely. Yep. That would, that, they were all like, yeah. four or five grand to go over and you didn't get your playing top, you had to hand it back and you got a, a hoodie and a couple of shirts which you tried to swap but then you didn't want to swap it because you're like, no, I want this, this is all I have. <laughs> yeah, and we didn't really get to pick our numbers because it was more based on what fit. Yes. So I think Shay was always so, one because she was always the smallest. And I think, <laughs> I think I wore 10, like, I think I wore 10. Like it got to a point, I think I wore my number for the first four World Cups. And after that, it was like, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. And it was like, you're playing for what was on the front anyway. Yeah, that's, that's right. But, like you said, it was more about that team, yep. Australia. That's what you're there for, to do your part for the team. But yep. it was just, I just remember getting 19 because I think there was an option and no one wanted it. And I was like, well, my mum's born on the 19th. Let's go with that because I couldn't get 
Bronwyn had already took number 23 and I was like, no. <laughs> um, but same thing, Bronwyn didn't want 23. It was just because that was the jersey that fit, right? Like it yeah, was You're just trying to get more... the one that, that didn't come out when you threw all your hit. Yeah, and that I didn't want the... to be that person that went, I want 23. So I just <laughs> let it slide and then at the end, Bronwyn's like, I don't want 23. You could have had it. And I was like, no. <laughs> oh, too funny. But yeah, so I didn't really, I don't have a jersey, don't have anything like that. But oh. um, I still got to wear Australian colours and yep. be alongside the girls yep. in the lineup. And that's just like, yeah, I remember lining up one day and we all linked arms. Yes. And, and we, I, so I've still got the photo. I was all lined I up. I know the photo you're talking arms. about. Yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. And there is never a bit, never, it was never, it never got old standing on the line getting a national yeah. anthem. It was always just, like, yeah. That emotion of like, this is something that you, not many people get to do and it's an honor yep. to be part of it, right? Like, it's just, it's why you play. Exactly right. Um, we're talking about these men's pants. Were you pants up or pants down? Pants down. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. think we were all pants down then because I think we couldn't pop, we couldn't fold them up if we wanted to because there was so much material. <laughs> yeah. And the University of Alberta dorms, the two to a room dorm. Who were you with that year? Mindy, Mindy Latimer. Country so, New um, South Wales room. Yeah. <laughs> so Mindy had been to a couple of World Cups by then, so she was a lot more, I guess, comfortable <laughs> than I was. <laughs> old, old lady Latimer. Yeah, even though she was younger than me. She was a child. She was a baby. My roommate was Tani, and Tani, the two memories I have from Tani was A, well, three, A, she never shut up. B, her (laughs) alarm for her phone was the Walking Dead theme, and she would have it on, and it would go off about five times at the (laughs) And, like, that theme back then was really scary. And then the third one was every day we had to choose of which pant was the whitest. And when I say white, I mean brown because all her, all her pants were brown because she was a catcher. So that was the every day. Choosing Tani's pants, waking up. She did my pants and Tani talking all the time. I was going to say, I think we were across from you. Yes. Across yeah. the hall. We were. It was that was yeah. That was a lot of fun on the dorms. We had like all the teams above us and below us, and it was like yeah, yeah, and all the tunnels linking. That was a lot of hopping in the lift and just the Americans asking you to say mate all the time. (laughs) It's like really yeah. Yeah. We don't ask you to say aluminum. So anyway, so to the games. So from in 2010, there was 11 teams. We're back to eight for this event. Um, Japan, USA, Canada. Us, Chinese Taipei, Venezuela are back, Cuba are back, and the Netherlands are back. So round-robin games were at um, Telus Field, which was, oh, I just remember, the outfield was like 440 to the, to the alleys. I'm like, I need, <laughs> we need five centre field. This is crazy. Um, first game, 10th of August, uh, we win against Cuba. So we took four. We used a lot of pitches in these games. There's a couple of things that stand out to me in this World Cup. Four pitches. So... Britt on debut gets a start. Kimmy Mack, Lauren McGrath, Maddie Leonard. Cuba got three on us early, but we came back. Crep, and there's going to be a common theme in these games. Crep. She was the star. Four for four, four RBIs. I mean, Crep, there was hardly a better player. Her and Barks were just, in that time, that era, two of the best players. Yeah. So, we, yeah, we beat Cuba game one. Uh, game two, USA, after smashing them in the 2010 World Cup, they get us 11-8. We use four pitches again. We're actually in the bottom of third up 7-2. Um, yeah. But then they just kept chipping away, scored two, 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 three, and we only scored one. And they ended up winning 11-8. But we made five errors and gave up five unearned runs. And there's a few games in here that the errors really got to us. And it happened again in the next game. We gave up three errors against Canada and we lost 5-4. And it was... A really close game late, but just the errors, I think, bit us in those first few games, which, yeah, so we can always, it's hard to defend against that. But yeah, we played three games in the first few days. Um, what do you remember as a pitcher? Tell me about it, what it's like sort of in the bullpen or in the dugout or like, what, what are your preparations? Were you coming into any of those games? Did you have your start set before the World Cup? How did you, um, how was it for you over the first three days? Um this is where I, I kind of don't really remember. Words feels like a bit of a it feels like a bit of a blur. Oh, I don't remember um, it either. Don't worry. There's I remember running over. up and back from the bullpen a lot. Like I remember, <laughs> um, but I also remember being in the dugout a lot. And yes, I just wanted to be amongst it. So I think I remember collecting infield gloves because I'm like, give me the job. 
all right, I'm doing it. So yeah. I remember just trying to do that because like you said, we didn't have the abundance of field players. Yes, you're right. So um, when you were on the bench and you weren't in the bullpen trying to prepare for your inning, you did your part to try and help the team to make their lives easier, to make a smooth transition or anything to to be part of it. Um, mm. And yeah, just being amongst it, listening in, hearing like everything like that and just trying to support where you can. Um, and I remember also sitting around in the bullpen a lot and watching from the bullpen. And it was just, that was kind of my first experience doing that in baseball, yeah. let alone at a World Cup. So it was yep. very, it was a very different experience for me, like I said, because I still find that hard to, yeah, fathom that that's, that was my position. I'm a pitcher. So hmm. it was that mental thing where I'd be watching and I'm like wanting to do stuff, wanting to wanting to do anything I can to just get in the game and play. Like if you need me to pitch, I'll pitch. If you need me to, to go to third base, I'll go there. I remember actually Johnny coming up to me and said, Stace, um, so I actually didn't just pitch at this World Cup. I actually got in a bat against Venezuela. Um, Crepa had had a massive tournament um, and it was to give her a bit of a break. I think we were up against Venezuela – yeah, twenty to one. So it was. Yes, it so was a you, huge you know, game. Uh, you, you know who's running this show? You're skipping ahead. Sorry. You, you're skipping <laughs> games. You've skipped. You've skipped your game that you pitched. I told you, I always feel more comfortable in the field than I do on the mound. But you, um, you're trying to skip over your whole pitching debut. You used to get to your one at bat just because you. No. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, no. let's go back. Let's go back to the start. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not editing this out. No. So, yeah. So we lose. Yeah. So we talk about your ball. And you know what's funny? You talk about the bullpen. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I love playing in the field. I love being on there as much as I can every day. But I was always really jealous of the pitchers in the bullpen. And it was like, particularly, at, I think, is it nationals? Because it's, I don't know, like particularly when there was a bullpen, like you hear all these stories and it's just like they have their own lollies, they have all these jokes and there's bags and they always go down and they all just walk down there as a gang and you're like, I want to be part of it. I honestly think that when I was in the bullpen, I was warming up the right fielder or the left fielder. Yes. I was constantly like, I'll do it. So we have a day off and then we get, before we get to your time in the box, <laughs> let's go to the time on the mound. The Netherlands, this is where... The Netherlands made their debut at the 2010 World Cup and they haven't had not won a game at that World Cup. Haven't won a game to coming in and we're like, okay, we've smashed them at the last World Cup. We'll be all right. Oh, no. They came out firing. They were up 6-4 in the third. Yeah. But couldn't obviously keep us for that entire game. And then we scored nine. They actually came back with five in the seventh, but we held on. So, yeah. Um, Taylor Welch got the start. Aaron Collins, fellow rookie, came on and then... Lauren McGrath, and here we go, Sagas. Yes. Tell me My what. My first outing. What was it like? Tell me how much was your stomach, how much were you about to vomit? No, <laughs> I was how nervous. Much, how much were you shaking? What, what was it? I definitely was nervous, but I remember um, a big part of me was I got told, yes, yeah, Stacey, going in, warm up. And I remember warming up, and then I remember stopping and getting told, no, 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 hold off, you're not going. And then I remember going, Stacey, you're in, get ready. So I think I warmed up like two or three times. And then I remember getting told, no, you won't be used this game. Um, we'll, we'll try and get you in another game. So I remember going, oh, okay, this isn't, this isn't the day that I'm getting in. And then I remember walking back to the dugout and getting told, Stace, you're on. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Okay. Like, so it was kind of good because I'd worked myself up in the bullpen getting on and off. And then all of a sudden it's like, you're on. i I didn't have time to think about it. Like I literally mm. just ran straight out on the field. Um, and I remember Tani coming out to me and going, Stace, look, we know. And even Johnny was like, I'm so sorry. Um, we've stuffed you around, but. We did. I don't, we didn't quite think that was going to happen in that game against the Netherlands. I yeah. Think, I think we were like, we've got these got this team and they played a great game. So I think we we're all a little bit, what? Yeah. So I think it was a bit of a shock and it was just like, he's like, sorry, Stace, just, just throw a strike. That's all like I need you to do is just go out there and, and just want to get you an outing. So I was like, okay, cool. So I think I just threw fastballs because they were too scared that I wasn't warm to throw anything else. Yeah. So I remember like, yeah, just throwing lots of fastballs and it was a shaky outing. And I just remember going, oh my God, this is my, my first outing at a World Cup and I've got, to, I've got to do this. And then with my history of the yips and everything, I think I let the mental game get to me a little bit. Um, 
and I, ha- I did have a rough outing against Netherlands, but then um, I don't want to move ahead too quick. <laughs> yes, this is uh, – I am the host of this show. Thank you very much. Um, just reminding everyone that's listening. Um, yeah, and look, we, 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 we won, and look, again, we used, we used five pitches, and I'm certain at the outset of that game that wasn't in anyone's – any of our coaches' minds. Um, yeah. But we, look, we won 13-11 at the end of the day. You only have to win by a run. Again, crep. <laughs> I'm getting tired of saying crep. Crep, three hits. Um, and then we have a day off and then we come up against Venezuela and you go through the box score and you came in for Chris Crepel. So, A, you have taken like if you're coming in for something that's a pretty good effort so a i've just kicked out christina crepon who goes on to win an award at this tournament and you come in you single you get an rbi and you score a run you're batting a thousand (laughs) and i'm done no so i think that's uh you owe sam hamilton a thank you because i think that her uh (laughs) egging me on egging on the pitches yep uh, you're welcome I think it was to give Crepper a break because, like we said, we, we didn't have – the field players were all playing um, yep. constantly because we didn't have – with Lulu getting injured, we didn't have that backup. Um, so, yeah, I I remember getting – and, yeah, when Johnny said, can you go to 3B for me, I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you, it was just a gust of wind and you are already there. Uh, we're not fielding at the moment. And I remember getting a ground ball at shortstop too. And, oh, sorry, a ground ball at third base. And I was like – okay, this is just like a normal game. Just just treat it like a normal game. So, yeah, I ended up making a play in the field too. And that's, oh. Is it sad to say that that's my highlight? No. <laughs> no, it isn't. Everyone's – you. yep, that, that can be a highlight. Do you, know, do you know what one of my highlights was for this World Cup? Like the, the absolute standout for me was in the first game against Cuba and my brain says it was the first out of the tournament. I don't think it was. There was a rundown. And I ran in from centre field, being the, the backup, always yelling at my outfielders to run in. I ran in and I got in the rundown and I actually tagged the chick out. Yes. I, was, I, 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 I think I did a victory lap just going, yeah, outfielders <laughs> represent. And then ran back out to centre field and shot up. Yeah. That's one of my biggest memories from this World Cup. Well, look at you. We're 20 to 1, 19 run victors. It wouldn't have been, it would have been 18 if you didn't come in to, to hit. So well done. Minnie got the start. Barclay, Welch. We scored in every inning. Talia Wellington and Bromwell Gel, four hits apiece. Next game, Japan. Yes. They get us 10 nil, And this is where we see your second of your two outings. Um, and you look at the scoreline and you go 10 nil, and it's Japan and, and things like that. But again, we make five errors. Half their runs are earned. We only got three hits as a team, so we're not backing up. It was It's Japan. It's hard. Um, you pitched against Japan, though. Yes. And That's pretty cool. I have to admit, I, I think um, after the shaking outing of the Netherlands and then having that, that one time in the field, it kind of just, I think I thought my pitching was done with how shaky I had with the Netherlands. But then that at bat and that little bit in the field mm. kind of relaxed me for the rest of the tournament. I know that yeah. might sound funny, but I think I remember coming out into Japan um, and we were already, I think it was already 8-0 or, or 7-0 um, when I came out. I can't remember. I'll get the box score. I've just got my little summary. I'll get the box score out and we'll, we'll have a look. So you came in, Steph Gaynor pitched 1.1, um, gave up three earned runs, seven runs, so only three earned runs, a few errors, and you came in and pitched 2.2 innings. So you pitched the bulk of the bulk of the game. So, yeah, you came out, they were 8-0 up. Um, but you only gave up one earned run in 2.2 innings against Japan. Yes. Like, yeah, huge. So you've, you've had your shaky start, you've gone into the field. So maybe Johnny should have been playing all our pitches in the field for an inning and letting him have an at bat every time they go out. <laughs> I'll, send, I'll send him a message after this. <laughs> but I think, it, you know, when you just say something clicked, I felt yep. it's like that thing again, like I just went out, I felt comfortable. Um, I actually wanted to, so the Japan games, I think, were the only games that were videoed because they had their own film crew. Yes, they did. They always so I think their... I remember like trying to watch it because I wanted to show my, my, my husband now, but boyfriend at the time, I wanted to show him. And we can't find my three innings or my 2.1 innings anywhere because it's their game. They showed the beginning of it and then they showed the end. So it's like it just never happened. <laughs> and it's, you know, and we, but we laughed, but it's actually really sad. It's like the, for a lot of us that played in that first part, it's like our careers didn't happen. Because the social yeah. media wasn't around, it wasn't. I think I've got one or two games from each World Cup, if that, 
on DVD. I've got VHSs. We have to go buy a $6 video player to actually be able to play some of our games <laughs> from one of the World Cup. Like, it's just so sad. But, yeah, we don't have that. No, technology's like, come a long way and everything's more accessible yeah, now. So. Yeah, like the girls get to watch every single game now. And, look, we get to watch every single game when they go away, which is great. Japan, like, no... Yeah, two point two innings. Like that's a, and I think not just looking at this. Yeah, looking at the stats, but just looking at how you've overcome. And you talked about how you overcame your your ips in that one game in against Country New South Wales, and you've managed to do it again at a World Cup. Like you must be really proud of how you, yeah, like as you evolved. Yeah, I um, I have to admit, I don't, I don't like talking about myself and praising myself. It's something that I, I just struggle with. Um. I, I talked about this about being more pessimistic because I think you learn from your errors. But baseball's a very I, negative game, though. It it is, and like, look, we talk about it all the time. To have a good average, you got to fail seven out of ten times. It's a game um, of failures. It is. So I think you have to be able to roll with that. And we talk about like I know it's getting ahead of ourselves again, <laughs> but like tell you tell you your younger self what what you could do and it would be honestly to keep going and believe in yourself like yep it's going to happen you're going to have bad outings but you're also going to have good ones and when Mm. it clicks that's what makes it worth it so so don't be so hard on yourself with the bad games because there are behind every bad game there's a good game like yeah and vice versa so I think with that world cup I have to admit like I I was very proud of myself and it was hard because I was proud of myself for pitching the way I did in that Japan game, but yet we didn't perform as a team. So yep. even though it was a it was a little victory for me, the end goal is to win and we didn't win. So I find it very hard. Like it was a very difficult World Cup because when I did do something good, it didn't, like we didn't win. Like it, that was hard yeah. to take away. The the rest of the World Cup, we, we, all, we beat Chinese Taipei again. We We really had their measure for four World Cups in a row. Again, multiple hits to Crep and Tani. She wasn't just there for a defense and <laughs> Bromwin. And um, yeah, so we go into the semis and we're fourth, which is not where you want to be. That helped us in the 2010 World Cup. We sat third. So we didn't have to play Japan in the semifinals. And that's always what you don't want to do. Um, so yep. we unfortunately have to play Japan in the semis. But we came, the thing I love about us is we, while we weren't, we were a bit shaky there in the middle and things weren't going well, we actually came out and we only lost 5-1 to them. Again, Barky and Mindy on the mound, amazing. Bronwyn and um, Tani uh, with multiple hits. But yeah, we, we, we lose to Japan for the second time in the tournament. So another tournament, another bronze medal game, it seems like we just keep rolling out against Canada and it's like... Because that's what you want. You want to roll against yep. Canada in Canada. <laughs> it's like, yay. Um, and there was quite a few thousand people there for that game. I, rem- I remember this game. This game stands out more than most. Um, and I think it's because 17-13, there was like 40 hits or something between the two teams. It was like the game never wanted to end. And we just kept – I just we got smashed in the outfield. It was just like both teams were just like, you know what? We're just going to swing the bats. The last game of the tournament, we're raking. <laughs> yep. Um and it was hectic. Like, they Canada went up 8-1. Then it was back to 8-7 in the fifth. Then they took it back to 12-7. Then it went 12-8. Then it went to 17-8. And then we got five. But you can't get – yeah, like, we had to get 10 in the last. Um, we used six we, pitches. I we made a run for it in the last. We did, yeah. We scored five in the in the top of the last. And I yeah, think we had I, a couple of people I on. came in for a pinch hit. Again. <laughs> yeah, I got a pinch hit in the bronze medal game. I remember it being – I'm pretty sure it was loaded bases and I think we had one out and I come up to bat and I'm like, all I kept saying to myself is whatever you do, don't hit into a double play. And I was just like, don't do it. And I remember hitting the ball and I think I hit a line, like a hard hit ground ball to shortstop. And I was like, oh no. And I remember running as hard as I could up the line, but the shortstop made a muff, like errored it. Yes. Cause I was on base. End- Cause you, yeah. and I, you and I both got on with a, with a fielder's choice or an error. Yeah. So yeah. We, um, but, um, yeah. We end up getting safe everywhere. And I was like, oh, my God, thank God. That's all I could think of was don't hit it into a double play and end this game. Like, this is our run. And when I, as soon as it came off the bat and I just didn't quite middle it, I was like, you're going to have to run it out. Like, we can't just don't let it double off. Um, And then they, when they aired it and everyone was safe, I was like, okay, we've got this. And I remember getting to third base and being really aggressive at third base and because I was so nervous and I really wanted to score. And I, I can't remember who the third base coach was at the time. But I That'd remember be, them looking at me. Johnny. 
Yeah, I think yeah. it was Johnny because I remember him going, Stace, settle down. <laughs> we need you to score and I don't want you to get thrown out. If you get picked up at was... third to yeah. end a bronze medal game while we're losing, just give us, your, yeah. give us your Australian shirt there. Just go home right now. We'll get you the first flight back to Australia. That's exactly right. But I was like, not nah, anything loose, I'm going. Like, I was ready. <laughs> well, and I remember we... him going, settle down a bit. Um, but I, I think that's where the game ended up. I think I ended up getting stranded on three. We did. We had runners, two runners on. Oh, we lost yeah. by four. Look, as I said, it was like just ridiculous how many hits and runs that game. Like we just, we all left it out there and another fourth. And it's, yeah, that was my fourth, fourth in five World that, Cups. And that's and hard. It, Trust oh. me, as a country New South Wales person who finished fourth a lot, it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's the facts. And they were all they're all they're all different. Like the first World Cup we were like, Yeah, first World Cup and it's just like a little bit deer in headlights. And then the second World Cup we lost by point two five of a run. <laughs> then the third World Cup, one of the best games we've ever played, we lose two one to the USA and they look like yep. death and we were like, But you won bronze. And then I think winning a bronze after you've won silver and all those expectations, whether you've put them on yourself or other people, I think this was just they were all different. Yep. They all suck. <laughs> yeah. But then go tell that to Chinese Taipei or Venezuela or the Netherlands, Um, which, again, going back to one of my favourite memories from this World Cup, do you remember? So I should, before I go on, obviously, Japan goes on to win 3-0 over the USA. That was an amazing amazing game. We all sat in the stands. But do you remember after we, um, before the bronze medal game, the Netherlands won their first ever game? Do you remember being in the crowd watching that? Were you there? I don't I don't remember. There was a group... like I said, I, it all feels like a blur. I, I actually yeah, really struggled enough. to remember remember what I did, to be honest. <laughs> That's okay. Call it we baby all... brain. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Netherlands, we actually because we've got a really kind of close affinity with the Netherlands team and they won their first game and it was like they celebrated and we were like, This is so cool. It was just one of these amazing moments. I'll never forget it. I remember they partied hard. They Ooh. love to party. <laughs> yeah, Venezuela, they did. Bloody hell. No, they were good. <laughs> good value, Netherlands. Chris picked up tournament awards, I remember. And Chris, obviously, just with her, she was just a superstar. Um, yep, she was a superstar that much that I think she got drug tested twice. And it's <laughs> her fault why I got done. Because they went to, they picked her a third time and you can't get drug tested three times in a World Cup. Oh, so they look at you and they went, who's this chick batting a thousand with an RBI well, and a run? We're going after her. I ended up randomly getting picked. I'm like, how does that work? <laughs> I think I've played like four innings and get drug tested Do you because Crepper couldn't get done again. <laughs> well, 13 nationals and six World Cups, I got done once. Oh, well, that was the first time I ever got done and it was the least amount of game time I've ever played and I got drug tested. Wow. Well, the only time I got done, it was the bronze medal game of nationals. The first nationals, Victoria didn't make the gold medal game. And I was like, oh, great. So you're just going to put some salt <laughs> in the wound. I didn't. Thanks. And I missed the first three, two winning, three innings of the gold medal game between WA and New South Wales. Thanks. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. So again, one cup, one cup wonders. Spoiler alert. That was it for you, for the Australian team. Um, did you, like a number of the people we've interviewed on the show, did you call it quits then or did you try to go on to, to another? No. I, I think it's, like you said, it's hard with them. Um... With women's baseball at that stage, didn't have funding. You're 25 years of age. You don't have mummy and daddy to pay for it anymore. <laughs> I never did. Oh, <laughs> what? Well, I started I'm too late. Now, if your mum and dad are still paying, give them a massive hug. <laughs> Say thank you, mum and dad. Big time. Because yeah, like it just. I I spoke about it before. Like I worked in sport. I worked at football New South Wales. So I'd just taken off the busiest period to go to Worlds. Um, the following nationals being. August or being sorry Easter that's the start of our season so it's another busy period in football so how I couldn't ask for time off to go to nationals um and we all know if you don't go to nationals you don't get selected yep so I um I remember watching the nationals really closely that year and being really bummed because like you said you just had a bit of a taste for it and then to all of a sudden see not be able to be at nationals after being at I think I'd played nine at that stage. So, um, but unfortunately, bills don't stop. Yep. Um, job security 
Yeah. I couldn't get that time off to, to go. So 2014, I managed to save up money, managed to get the time off work. And I remember going away to nationals and it was a nationals from hell. It was down in Illawarra. Mm. It got washed out in Illawarra. So they moved the games to Sydney. We spent ridiculous amounts of money because they brought in this travel subsidy. So we were paying like three grand or something like that, or two to three grand to drive to Illawarra from like, I live on the central coast. So it's an hour from Sydney driving to Illawarra. But because our accommodation was in Illawarra, we then had to commute up to Sydney every day for the game. So we're driving over an hour to get to the games at nationals. And I'm like, it's an hour home and I'm driving an hour to Wollongong and I'm paying three grand to do this. And there was four of us in our team that couldn't get accommodation with our team. Oh, wow. So there was actually four of us senior girls got put in a completely different hotel um, until about three or four days into the tournament. Then we could finally had a room to move back with our team. So after each game, we were going back to our, our team's hotel, doing cool down sessions, doing pool sessions, doing our breakdown of the, the day at hand, like the day that we had. And then we were driving to a separate hotel and this is after an hour on the bus after national, like after the game to get back to Wollongong to then stuff around from hotel to hotel. And I just kind of went, why am I doing this? Like it was just a, it was just one of them things where I had to weigh up. Like I use all my annual leave. I spend all my money. I kind yeah. of just, I was at that different stage of life. Like you're talking, I'm now 20 at that stage. I would have been 27. Like I just bought a house. I'm looking at getting married, starting to settle down and have kids. And it was just one of them horrible things that I had to come to the situation that as much as I love baseball, it's a hobby. It's not, it's not going to offer me money. It's not going to offer me a career path. Like it's not going to pay my bills. <laughs> um, yeah. Sadly, like a lot so, of women's sports, unfortunately, we're not. Yeah. So yeah. it got to a stage where I just, and not just that, I think after getting that disheartening information at the end of 20, like in the 2013 season, going into 2014, then having the nationals that we did, it just kind of made me go, why am I doing this? Um, yep. And I'd already been doing it. you got to remember I'd been playing since I was 15, 14, yep. 15. So I'd been going to nationals year in, year out. And it kind of sounds horrible, but I had a taste of that World Cup. And I said, well, at least I've been there, done that. Um, and that's when I decided to step away um, from competing. So yep. don't get me wrong. I still love it. I still yep. play. Like um, I actually managed to get a country country champs women's country champs we've got a women's country champs team together um and we played a couple of weeks ago in tamworth oh, um, cool. and i'm not gonna lie i think we played one of the best female baseball games that i've played in ages and i had so much fun we had current australian players claire o'sullivan and jordan richardson play for us um, we had a bunch of new south wales girls that we had a bunch of coasty girls local girls which have never played before um or just played locally um i dragged sammy out of retirement <laughs> Um, and me and just being able to play with my sister again, being able to play with them girls again. And we played against Canberra, which was basically the Canberra national team and two of the other Australian girls, I think from Blacktown to, to Khan, I think I got, sorry if I pronounced her name. Sakari Holden Hayes. Yeah. So yep. oh, she hit it. She can hit a ball. <laughs> and, she can, and she can run. <laughs> and she can run. So I think she missed the cycle in that game for a single, but it was six all going into the seventh. And we ended up winning it on a walk-off in the seventh. That's cool. Yeah, to win the tournament against them. So it was it was amazing. And I'm not going to lie, it gives me that that bit of excitement and stuff to go again. And, like, Lulu was in our team as well. Sorry. So, like, one of the greats. Yep. <laughs> um, you, ne- you never lose your love. You just lose. No. Just, you're in different stages of career and you're playing for different reasons. And sometimes you have to play past your own use by date and whether you work that out or you get it worked out for you by someone else or things like that. But I don't think none of us have ever lost or never lose. The love. No. Yeah. I still love it. My circumstances around it. It is. Yeah. Look, my knees would wish I'd stop playing, um, but I can't stop playing. In in your head, you're still (laughs) as competitive as ever. It's whether or not you can. I'm definitely running up the line a lot slower than I used to, but I still love it. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit sore because I I pitched a couple of innings yesterday. (laughs) I'm just sore and from throwing. Yeah. I think it took me to getting older to realize that I don't have the arm that I used to have. So now I have to use my body. <laughs> so then you hurt everywhere, yep. not just the arm anymore. So is that um, what you would go back and tell your younger self? Use your body more? <laughs> yeah, definitely. And like, because I feel like I've got more control now. I've got more controls on my pitches now. 
um, I'm more comfortable in myself now. I think yeah. as a player, I just, this is me. This is, yeah. Yeah, I hear that. Yeah. Completely hear it. And so being able to. What do, you, what do you miss the most from that Australian? And the girls? Oh, from the Australian team. <laughs> um, I remember not having so a conversation. It's not, not, not so much the Australian team. You can say like from that elite, like you're still playing now. So you still obviously love it. What do you miss the most from that being at the best? The girls. <laughs> like just the girls in general like you look at all the relationships that you've had like we talked about this before like how many bridesmaids we had and they were all baseballers um I miss not seeing and competing against some of the girls like I used to see Katie and Tani at least every couple of weeks when I played against them um the O'Sullys like they were two of my bridesmaids and they've both moved to Sydney now so I don't see them as much as what I'd like to um Kelly Wallbank or Kelly Wallbank, Kelly mm, Smith. Yep. Um, so I see Kelly with her son and everything playing now. So I still see, see Kelly a lot. Kelly was one of my bridesmaids and one of my closest friends. Um, I miss playing with her, like, and my sister. Like, she stopped playing. She's raised – she's got three kids, and I miss not having that time with her. Mm. Like, and I, I take my hat off, like, to any of them that – had babies and continue to do it like I remember being at a nationals and my sister was catching and breastfeeding at one nationals wow she had a one like her daughter wasn't even one yet and she was and I just look at like I took I look at what I did with my babies and how hard it was to get back and to watch her catch a nationals and be a mum at the same time like Katie with her kids super mum she is the ultimate super mum um Kelly, she had Cooper and came back for a couple of nationals. Like, I just, you're amazing. (laughs) And yeah, like the woman's body is an amazing thing to be able to birth a child and then to then come back and try and play at an elite level and get your body back to where it needs to be to compete at that elite level. And the time and effort of like the training, raising children, like I don't think it's looked at enough about how amazing these women are that do that. Yeah, and um, you have to go back and listen to 2006 for everyone that's listening. That was Tarina Stokes. Tarina Stokes made her debut at the Australian in the Australian team in 2006 at 37, and she was a mum. Like, yeah, wow. And, and her story is yeah. And we talk about your Katie's and Maddie Leonard now. Um, yeah, there's, there's been a few. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So yes, I just think women's baseball is amazing. We just need the funding and the support to be able to showcase it and hopefully the way the world's going we're starting to get that so hopefully like what you're doing shedding a light on women's baseball it's um it's all hopefully helping to actually show how amazing this is people people like yourself telling us their story is um is key to as well so thank you i really want to thank you for being on the show um and before i say goodbye just congratulations on not just playing this, playing in the World Cup, but an amazing career for you're still playing now. But your career with New South New South Wales, winning that first nationals, country New South Wales, and then as a, as we've said, ultimately playing for Australia. You didn't only play one World Cup; you played a World Cup for Australia. And I just want to say congratulations and enjoy it. Thank you very much. <laughs>